Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey, Erica Aguilar here, producer for The Bay. Before we get started, can I ask you for a favor? We're trying to figure out who is listening to The Bay and why. So we worked up this survey, and it'll be real helpful if you could take it. You can find the link in our show notes. Okay, let's get started. Anytime you get to talking about California's housing problems and solutions, oh boy, the crisis analogies come out. Fixing the Bay Area housing crisis is like running a three-legged race with a centipede. You might say the waters are pretty stormy in Sacramento. I'm part of the three-headed monster that is going to try to wrestle this issue to the ground with you all. Yeah, it sounds pretty desperate. But then again, this housing thing, it's a crisis, and it requires big thinking solutions. Here in the Bay Area, there's a group that thinks they've got something that fits that bill, and they're calling it CASA. Today on The Bay, what is CASA? How does it work? And will it solve the housing crisis? I'm Erica Aguilar. Welcome to The Bay. There is no regional approach currently going on. That's kind of what this CASA compact, this plan, is trying to get at. What if we just looked at solving the housing crisis from a Bay Area lens? Guymar Zarati covers politics for KQED. So CASA is this group that was put together by the regional organizations that do exist. What does CASA stand for? I mean, obviously it's house. (laughs) Yeah, so it's house and it's all capitalized. But I don't think it actually stands for anything because the thing is called the Committee for Housing the Bay Area. Which, if you take the letters of all those, does not spell CASA. Okay, CASA, as it goes, was created by the Metropolitan Transportation Commission, or MTC, which is a regional agency covering the nine-county Bay Area. It's responsible for planning and financing transportation projects around the region. And then there's another agency involved, ABAG. It stands for the Association of Bay Area Governments. This is a group of cities and counties who come together on planning of environmental resources, disasters, and land use. So CASA was formed by two regional groups, MTC and ABAG. It also includes representatives from organizations related to affordable housing, elected officials, from business, environmental housing protection, and equity advocates, and labor, stakeholders representing small and large jurisdictions, affordable and public market rate housing, financing, regional planning, For the last year and a half, this group of stakeholders has been meeting and coming up with potential solutions to the Bay Area's housing crisis. 
they put together this commission that was made up of developers, affordable housing activists, some politicians, planners, to all kind of strategize and, and figure out what would be these regional solutions. And in the end, they came out with 10 proposals. These 10 proposals can be broken up into three categories, you can say. One of them is protection for tenants. The first element, which is the just cause eviction policy. The second element, which is an emergency rent cap. And the third element, which is emergency rent assistance and access to legal counsel. Another category deals with stimulating housing development by changing laws around government approval. Fourth item in the compact, we need to build more accessory dwelling units and tiny homes. Element number five, six, and seven, I, I would sort of characterize these three as trying to tune up the housing project delivery machine. Kind of an implicit endorsement of this proposal that already exists at the state level to mandate more dense construction around transit stops. Okay, that's, that's like a, SB... Uh... SB 50. Element number eight, I, I think, is sort of uh, an idea unto itself, and that is the fact that there is a lot of land in the Bay Area, uh, surplus or unused land, that is owned by government. And the third category can be described as the bones of establishing CASA, the ability to generate funding for a regional housing agency. Finally, I would mention uh, element number nine and ten, which really do go together, and they're about the money. And the money part of it. The money part of it, which is the power part of it. And so it's still... Most definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, in most situations, yeah. right? So, and that's the real, like, TBD. What is this regional housing entity going to end up looking like? I would look at this thing as primarily a financing vehicle as well as a data warehouse. Uh, one of the things that I certainly learned going through CASA is how poor the field of housing is in data. That, that will be a really critical piece of this is, you know, are we willing and able to create something that could raise taxes and raise revenue here locally um, in order to solve this locally? If CASA is going to be a thing, they're going to have to get support from a wide swath of the Bay Area government leaders. Um, what have they been doing in order to shop this around and and to get like thumbs up on it? Right. So they've held uh, meetings at both the MTC and at ABAG. I'm not going to take a lot of time uh, just showing this off this policy and trying to get, you know, feedback and support really from local elected officials. Basically, one is I love it to death. Five is I can't stand it. And two through four is some version of yes. And you heard a real split. So, you know, mayors like Libby Schaff of Oakland. Residents flow between our jurisdictional boundaries without an awareness. And we do have an obligation because we chose to serve on this commission to think about the region in its entirety. Sam Licardo of San Jose spoke uh, at the MTC meeting in support of this idea. There are plenty of provisions I would like to change in this, but clearly the whole is much greater than the sum of the parts. They said, oh, you know, we don't love everything in here, but we need to move forward in a regional way, and we're behind this. At the meeting last week at ABAG, what you heard was a lot of the smaller government's weighing in. Hello, Steve Scharf, mayor of Cupertino, speaking for myself tonight. You heard from the mayor of Cupertino. You can't find a solution when you exclude most of the people that you want to help fix the problem from the problem. Mayor of Los Altos, council members from Nevada and other North Bay cities. Nothing is going to solve the housing crisis until we start controlling the demand. 
which is jobs. I think the big argument was there are certain cities that are really growing their job base. Um, San Francisco. San Francisco. And jobs are moving in and maybe not enough housing. Are they just afraid that cities like San Jose or San Francisco, Oakland are going to make decisions for them? Yeah, I think they feel like those cities are much more plugged into the state legislature, have Mm -hmm. more representation there just by virtue of population. um, And and any regional solution is really going to be a regional solution through the lens of the big cities. They were well represented, was not represented adequately at all was the small to medium-sized cities. On the flip side, these are the same folks that oppose really any changes to the way that housing law works in California. It's kind of like the usual suspects when there's changes uh, proposed in Sacramento around zoning, when there's changes locally around more development. And lo and behold, there they were last week at, at the ABAG meeting. Local control is being diminished. Until the finance equity part of this is figured out, I'm not supporting any of it. Big cities have a lot more of an advantage and don't feel the burden the way that that we small cities do. This was not a binding vote, but yet this meeting went on for hours and hours of public comment. They didn't even get around to giving kind of a tassatory approval until... 1230 in the morning. So wow, did you stay up the whole time for that? I'd sadly. I don't know. That's a comment on me more than the, more than the meeting. What they're seeking is some kind of compromise. Is CASA that? I mean, I think that's the big argument. Is CASA a fair compromise both between, you know, the tenants, the businesses, developers, and also between the big cities and the suburbs in the Bay Area? There is no promise baked in that if one thing fails, this whole package goes down. It's entirely possible that certain proposals within this compact move ahead in Sacramento and certain proposals go nowhere. So it's all built on trust, which is, I think, a scary thing, you know, to take a Jay-Z line, trust a word you seldom hear from us. I think that, <laughs> as Hove put it, I think that's honestly the way that a lot of tenant activists and maybe some of these local cities view this idea of regional government. It's like every time we hand over a little bit of power Mm -hmm. to a government above us, we end up getting a result that we don't want. How likely is is, is CASA going to actually happen? We have um, a new governor, very in tune to the Bay Area, knows what goes on, and he has committed to doing something for homelessness and housing. It's entirely possible that these ideas would take shape on their own at the state level. I think that's definitely a possibility, especially with a governor that's so focused on housing. Homelessness and housing have to be looked at from a regional perspective. And so that's exactly uh, the spirit of what they're trying to advance. I haven't looked in the details of any legislative package, but it's certainly the spirit that I'm embracing and advancing with real appropriation, real dollars attached to this budget. But then it's kind of each proposal is out on its own and fending for itself. People always say there needs to be a regional solution to housing, but um, why? You know, the Bay Area is one housing market. Um, so mm-hmm. why shouldn't a solution, if we're talking about fixing housing, why shouldn't a solution be driven by one entire housing market and not by local cities? Someone so- just tweeted at me about the CASA thing saying, fixing the Bay Area housing crisis is like running a three-legged race with a centipede. But CASA is off to a good start. (laughs) If this isn't the best metaphor... Guy Marzorati covers politics for KQED. 
Guy says the two regional planning agencies are sending letters to the state legislature to show that there is support for the creation of CASA. The group is going to have to find a politician, though, to sponsor that legislation that would give CASA the authorities that they're looking for. And they've got until February 22nd to introduce bills this legislative session. I'm Erica Aguilar. You've been listening to The Bay. We'll talk to you on Friday. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.